0: You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It looks like we're live on StreamYard. Yeah. It's Locked On Cardinals, <laughs> part of your Locked On Podcast Network Uh I don't know. We are not as savvy with technology as we'd like to be, but apparently we're live. If you're watching at Clancy's Corner on Twitter or on our Facebook feed, we appreciate it. Something we're going to incorporate in the podcast. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy. Of course, you can see the Twitter handles. If you're watching, at Bob Brack at Clancy's Corner. It's the eve before Super Bowl weekend. We've got one more game to go as far as the twenty twenty season. The NFL will crown a champion come Sunday night. Is it going to be former Arizona Cardinals head coach Bruce Arians and his just army of former Cardinals employees and players? Or is it going to be Tom Brady hoisting the Lombardi Trophy yet again in his 10th Super Bowl? We're going to get into all the bets. We're going to try to figure out some locks for you guys as well. Throw down some cash on betonline.ag and start to build that stack for March Madness because that's – Only about a month away. you got to have a nice little stack to play around with. And then uh, Cardinals have signed a quarterback. We'll get into the uh, team signing. Cole McDonald, can he compete for the backup quarterback position? I think that is a spot that the team needs to improve this offseason. And the Arizona Cardinals 2021 season Super Bowl odds. We'll tell you where the Cardinals are stacking up. Alex, you look horrible on the stream. It's pretty much on brand.
1: I appreciate it. I, you know, it's unfortunate that I have to look at your face. I mean, I, I'm, I'm usually very, um, I'm nauseous by your sports takes to begin with, but having to look at, you know, the, the hairline that, uh, I'm so jealous of just is, <laughs> it's not a great way to kick off a Friday. I'll tell you what, but I mean qu- quickly about March madness. Can you just close your eyes and just, pick, you know what, this may be a perfect year just to pick by color, pick by team color. Come on. You know, dude. you find your, your youngest cousin just have him pick. what color do you like more? red or white, how much, honestly, how much do you know besides your boys, the Gonzaga Bulldogs, yeah. anything about this March Madness? I mean, I think uh, them and Baylor, I mean, there's a bunch of teams, Alabama, surprised people, Oklahoma's coming back, Texas, Shaka Smart, um, doing a great job with them. Yeah, I mean, this is it's going to be an interesting year. It's a lot of old school bluish bloods that are kind of coming back, and then you also see... Michigan State and Duke and Kentucky really struggling. So it'll be interesting. To be North,
0: yeah, North Carolina. I mean, all the blue, the like traditional yeah. blue bloods. That's like if, if Baylor or the Zags win, people are going to be like, ah, pff, who cares? Duke wasn't a part of it. Kentucky wasn't a part of it. So you, you can definitely check out if you are interested and you want to gear up as far as uh, college hoops. We've got a lot of great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network that you can check out. Um, is there a chat? We Can people chat in this? No, they can just send us tweets, right?
1: Yeah, I think so. All right.
0: Well, we're going to start doing this every Friday. Am I right by saying that, at least?
1: Yes, absolutely. You are right by saying that.
0: All right. And we'll try to do it as far as having a recorded version of the video later. As of right now, it's just streamly, It's just strictly stream. Um, I want to get into this real quick before we get into kind of the Cardinals odds to make it to the 2021 Super Bowl, actually win it. Uh, you, as you can imagine, they're long shots. Not as big of long shots as they were last year, um, but... The Cardinals did sign a quarterback, Cole McDonald, former Hawaii quarterback. Talking about betting. I mean, if you're a degenerate like Alex and myself, you've watched a lot of Hawaii football just strictly on betting on them. I mean, it's it was it's always the last game on a Friday or Saturday night and Cole McDonald was Cole uh what was his name? Gosh, what was the he was uh Cole Brennan. Cole Brennan, that's right. He was uh, just a darling from Hawaii under the old uh, June Jones uh, Warriors teams. But uh, Cole McDonald had a pretty decent career at Hawaii. He was drafted by the Titans. And uh, he was signed to the Arizona Cardinals on a uh, contract earlier this week. And I got to imagine that he's going to compete right away for a backup spot. He might just be like a camp arm if we see more of a traditional like mini camps and voluntary workouts. It's just nice to have extra arms there. But uh, I mean, as what what we saw from Strever, what we didn't see from Brett Hundley, that position, the backup quarterback spot, is wide open. Yeah, it's
1: just another question mark. I mean, this could this Cole McDonald movie, I mean, it could just be a uh, a gift um, for uh, for an agent to get a client's name out that we really don't know. Uh, it's just weird. It it's a testament to just another question mark on the roster, which is the backup quarterback position, which you know. By all accounts, it's not going to be a huge issue, but say Week 17 happens again and it's a must-win in another situation and you need a quarterback that you can trust, uh, you definitely need to bolster that portion of the roster for the Arizona Cardinals. And who knows? I mean, this is a dart throw. He'll probably just be a practice squad player if he makes the roster at all. But, um, yeah, it's just interesting. That's the, that's the storyline that you get from the Arizona Cardinals uh, when all the other teams in the NFC West are um, – Tied to making their team a lot better in different ways, and the Cardinals are signing a former seventh-round pick and Cole McDonald.
0: Well, I mean, free agency isn't open yet, and so I mean, right. this is the thing that intrigues me: is his skill set. It's it's very similar. It's he's athletic. He ran a four point five eight forty. He's got some speed. He's got some uh, decent arm strength. He can throw the ball. He played in similar offenses to the air, the Air Raid. I just think that uh, he's going to get an opportunity now. Like the chances of it, him capturing that and being the backup to Kyler Murray, very small. But you know what we saw from Strevler in this in the regular season finale was, even though he was kind of under duress and there was a lot of pressure from the Rams defense, I mean I wasn't that impressed by Strevler. I don't think anybody in the organization was that impressed.
1: Yeah, that's true. But I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, are you going to go out and sign a guy like Andy Dalton? I mean, are you, like, there's no, luckily for the Cardinals, there's not going to be a quarterback controversy. I mean, that's pretty obvious that Kyler's right. the guy. Um, but you also need some sort of safety net. If if what we saw in week 17 wasn't enough to show it, then there isn't anything that's going to show it. Yeah. You know, and that's, I mean, maybe it's ride or die with Kyler and you want to allocate funds elsewhere and you're okay with what they've given Chris Trevler and what they do with Brett Hundley in the future. I mean, the the... The mystery around Brett Hundley still bewilders me. I mean, it's not a huge deal, but it's something that comes up. It's like this dude knew the system, and he actually got a W technically in 2019. He was the the preseason darling during preseason football 2019 when Kyler didn't play. And he's just – he isn't, hasn't even been on active rosters for a lot of the year. So Chris Trevler, what we saw, we saw enough, I think. Like, I'm not – it's it's an experiment when Chris Streveler goes on the field. And what you want for your backup quarterback is some sort of semblance of stability to mimic who, you're, who your starting quarterback is.
0: Well, a lot of people wanted to <clears throat> comp Stravler to Taysom Hill. Yeah. We even saw Taysom Hill in a starting role as Drew Brees was dealing with the rib issue. And, you know, he was fine, but I think he showed, he proved that he wasn't going to be the solution going forward. And if you have Taysom Hill light, like it's nice to have Streveler as kind of a gadget quarterback, and he can go over and he can make some highlight plays by bowling over opposing defenders because he's got the physicality and the athleticism. But we didn't even really get a chance to see that. Like I don't think it it's uh, it's it, he he fits into Cliff Kingsbury's style of, of offense that well. If you're going to create some plays, you know, outside of your your playbook to fit his skill set, that's fine. But man. I don't know. I I think that that remains a question mark. It is interesting to see the two teams playing in the Super Bowl. They've gone the veteran route. Former Cardinal Blaine Gabbert, he's the backup for Tom Brady inexplicably. I don't know how that happens. He's the backup to the GOAT. And then you have uh, Chad Henney, who a lot of people didn't even know was in the league any longer until he had to come in in relief of Patrick Mahomes, who got hit on the noggin early in the playoff season, it's uh they went veteran route. I mean, do, do you think the Arizona Cardinals should at least explore that? Because outside of Hunley, I mean, if you do go Strevler or you go McDonald, I mean, these guys are unproven and it could be a Ram situation where their first, you know, crack at playing at the NFL level is in a, on a big stage, a crucial stage.
1: Yeah. I mean, a couple of things from what you said. Number one, the gadget play is only warranted to teams that have a solid offense from snap one to the, to the last snap of every game. With the Saints, it's a luxury. When you have an offense that's struggling, you try to force that in. It usually is more, you know, a struggle than it's worth. And we saw that Chris Trevler came in on a fourth and one. There was a, a Dan Arnold had a, a false start and you had to punt. Like that was, that was the one Chris Trevler play we saw in short yardage because people were pounding the table for how is there not a quarterback sneak in this playbook because Kyler's undersized, you bring Chris Trevler in, you'd think that that would be the Taysom Hill role, and it didn't work. I think really good offenses, you can warrant having a gimmick guy. The Cardinals aren't there yet. And then otherwise, we talked a lot about Larry Fitzgerald and potentially retiring yesterday. Bringing in a veteran backup quarterback, as many veterans as you can have on this team would benefit everybody. Because if Larry Fitzgerald does retire, who are your veterans? Patrick Peterson we will see. If Patrick Peterson does come back, who else do you really – DJ Humphreys, Patrick Peterson. DJ Humphreys only been in the league a handful of years. Like, we're not looking at a 10-year veteran. They they don't have any on this team. So bringing in a guy not – I said tongue-in-cheek initially like Andy Dalton, but a guy like that who hasn't necessarily had personal success as high as people uh, potentially expected when he was with Cincinnati, but a guy that's a calming force that has been through these situations, whether by proxy or actually going through it himself, that would – pay huge dividends for this team moving forward, especially with how young they are at the most important positions. It's
0: locked on Cardinals, part of your locked on podcast network. We are uh, streaming right now. You can find it at Clancy's corner at locked on AZ cards. We retweeted it and I retweeted it with my account as well at Bob Brack. If you want to see us for some reason, we're going to be on video. If you uh, want to continue to listen, please subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, leave a rating. Even if you think we suck, it helps us out in some way. Uh, Coming up next, Arizona Cardinals. What are the 2021 Super Bowl odds for the Redbirds? We'll tell you, is it a smart bet? It's all coming up. It's locked on Cardinals. When it comes to getting it and staying in shape, nothing feels as good as the feeling of accomplishment or hitting your fitness goals and feeling great about yourself. You can talk about hitting new goals in the upcoming year, and Echelon can get there. Echelon offers the next generation of connected fitness bikes, fitness mirrors, rowing machines and their Echelon Stride smart treadmill. No matter your favorite fitness activity, Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort of home. The EXS or 7S. The EX7S is Echelon's latest state-of-the-art innovation that takes cycling to the next level. The EX7S connected bike bike is built with performance, flexibility, durability in mind and EX7S is the bike for the competitors at heart. Their world-class instructors will motivate you in thousands of daily live on-demand studio-level classes, always available when you need them. And unlike their competitors, Echelon is affordable for everyone. And one membership lets up to five family members all work out at the same time. It's like my Netflix password. It's farmed out to (laughs) my entire family. Right now, you can try any Echelon of fitness equipment at home for 30 days. Go to echelonfit.com, slash locked on. That's E-C-H-E-L-O-N, fit.com, Slash Locked On. We're going to come up with our Super Bowl locks here by the end of this podcast. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On podcast network, your team every day. But I wanted to get into the 2021 season Super Bowl odds. And if you look at the two teams competing on Sunday, of course, the Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes, I think they're going to be atop the you know future odds list for every Super Bowl the next decade, they're top of the list right now at five to one. The Buffalo Bills, twelve to one. Packers, Rams, Bucks, all twelve to one. So Matthew Stafford, that acquisition has uh, put the Rams in heavy consideration as far as uh, the wise guys in Vegas to be, you know, Super Bowl champions next year. And then you've got uh, teams like the Niners who are expected to bounce back. As far as the other division foe, the Seahawks, not too far off at twenty to one. And then the Arizona Cardinals, not like outrageously far off. 33 to 1, they're in the same grouping as the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Indianapolis Colts. All 33 to 1 odds to win the 2021 season Super Bowl. Alex, is that a smart bet? No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, the one thing that I'm curious about with those odds is. The Jets are all the way at the bottom, and the Dolphins, I think, are twenty to one. Those would be the ones that would be interesting to take a uh, maybe a future stab on. Like if they trade for if either of those team trade for Deshaun Watson, not necessarily the Jets, but maybe the Dolphins, that would catapult up the list of uh, of odds. But no, the Cardinals thirty three to one. Sure, I mean if you want to put a five spot down and uh, and maybe have some some skin in the game, but but we, we know that they're not ready yet. I think they're a year away. Uh, it'll, it's a paramount offseason. It is a paramount offseason, not only in free agency but through the draft. And we've talked about this in nauseum. Steve Kime's got to have a plan. He's got to have a plan that he can execute within the confines of the salary cap and within the confines of what they're going to do with 16 overall in the first round. And I don't know if it's smart to kind of peg a couple guys that you'd like to take at 16, whether it be your favorite Kyle Pitts or an offensive lineman. Um, but, or corner for that, for that matter.
0: Did you just deem Kyle Pitts my favorite?
1: Yeah. I mean, we talk about a lot. You, you would take Kyle Pitts at 16 and
0: I wouldn't. I, yeah, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a luxury pick. My favorite would be the top corner following to them, but that's, and we didn't, we didn't anticipate Isaiah Simmons falling to him at eight. And then at, you know, after a season's worth of play, you know, are we, are we, uh, you know, happy with that selection. I think we can have a debate on that, but I I wouldn't say Pitts is my favorite. I think he's a freak. I think that he would help this offense take a step in the right direction, but to deem him my favorite, I mean, it's not a love affair like you and Landon Dickerson. Listen. The offensive lineman from Alabama. Can I
1: clarify (laughs) again? It it would be a trade back move to draft Landon Dickerson. Okay. He's coming off an ACL tear, but he would, he, listen. Caleb Farley and Patrick Sertain, we need to kind of remove ourselves from thinking that the chance that they're going to be there. Patrick Sertain definitely won't. Caleb Farley probably won't. And if you want to take a stab at J.C. Horn from South Carolina, like the majority of the mock drafts have the Cardinals thinking, especially from the draft network, our boy Cal Sikma and Cal Krabs, or Trevor Sigma and Kyle Krabs from draft dudes, they, uh, they both had J.C. Horn going to the Cardinals at sixteen. My whole point is that Steve Kime needs to target who he wants to go get in free agency. And whether it be a wide receiver two, a proven commodity, I'd much rather do that than have them draft a wide receiver in 16 and hope that he's not the next Laquan Treadwell. And just slowly check boxes. That's what you need to do is slowly check boxes because there are so many question marks. There's not depth really across the whole landscape of this, of this roster aside from maybe the safety position. So... They need to just hit home runs from now until the start of the 2021 season.
0: And it's, I mean, that's way easier said than done. And I think you you realize that. It's, the Arizona Cardinals have, I I mean, this is going to go from one, like, filling one big need, or like the whole Larry Fitzgerald situation, it's like Steve kind of has to deal with that. And he has to find a number that makes sense, like, For Fitz to come down from like the annual eleven million dollar contract that he signs, and what me you know what his production was last year, and what makes sense for the Arizona Cardinals going forward, like that's that's gonna be a tough thing to do. And then once he figures out that he's got to figure out Patrick Peterson, and I I hope that they have a plan. Like number one, if they bring back Patrick Peterson, it's got to make sense for the organization, and it's got to obviously make sense to where Patrick Peterson's willing to re-sign here and hopefully finish his career as a cardinal. But also, that's not like the the solution at cornerback. We we've, we've seen this team with Patrick Peterson P2 is their their CB1. He needs more help. So they've got to either draft a guy or they got to find another guy via free agency and it can't be the same, you know, hey, let's take a flyer on a veteran that just happens to be available. Like we've seen that play out. It's like it's not good enough. Like it's fine. Sometimes you'll win some games. You'll probably beat the teams that you should beat, but you know, it's the, a, a lot of the time like Drake Kirkpatrick, like in the Seahawks game, he was a liability. Like it uh-huh. was just it was just pass and catch for Russell Wilson against Drake Kirkpatrick. So I hope he has a plan especially for the defensive secondary. I hope he has a plan as far as how can I get a number 2 option for DeAndre Hopkins? It's just going to be, you know, as far as those 33 to 1 odds you know, I see some teams that could jump up here on this list ahead of the Cardinals. Like if the Indianapolis Colts, if they find a guy to play quarterback, they go they're no longer in the same group as the Cardinals at 33 to 1. They go up. If uh you know, it's the Cardinals can certainly do the same. If they if they can make the right moves, I think that you could see them as high as 20 to 1.
1: Yeah, potentially. I mean, the Cardinals and we've talked about this a lot. I I disclaimed by saying that i'm going to say this until the start of the season they need to end this offseason and draft with the strength yeah they don't have a strength on this roster in a group sure deandre hopkins is a strength obviously but you look at the wide receiver room that's not a strength kyler murray has gotten better he needs to take the next step in his third year cornerbacks db's not a strength The safety position, most likely strength. Jalen Thompson has had some injury concerns. Buda Baker has been playing all world and and deserved the contract that he got. Offensive line, not a strength. Defensive line, not a strength. Linebacking core, not a strength. They're fine across the board, but you need to come out of this offseason, whether it be focusing, as you mentioned, just on the DBs, and have a handful of corners that you can trust to make the opposing quarterback's job more difficult. You trust that you sign some offensive linemen and do that to protect Kyler Murray, interior defensive line, wide receivers. There needs to be a strength in one of the rooms of position players coming out of this offseason and the draft. I mean, you either do that or you try to bring in a couple pieces and just get some talent across, you know, spread out across the whole roster. I don't know which would be more beneficial for this organization. I don't.
0: Let me ask. Let me go through a couple scenarios and see if, if it turns a group into a strength, in your opinion, okay. okay? Sure. So, the Arizona Cardinals go out and they sign a top 10 veteran wide receiver in free agency. Does the wide receiver core immediately become a strength with no copians?
1: I mean, it depends who it is, obviously. Like it, it, so, Marvin Jones is the name that's been floating. Or, say Marvin Jones and Corey Davis. They both have... Upside to each other, Corey Davis is younger. Yeah, Marvin Jones is a little bit more accomplished. He did very well in Cincinnati as the third wide receiver and then went over to Detroit. He's been fine, especially when he's got the targets, like the second half of last season when Kenny Galladay went out. If you sign Marvin Jones to a team-friendly deal, two years, 15 mil, 12 mil guaranteed, something like that, I think that would become closer to his strength, sure. he okay. doesn't need to so be not, Kenny Galladay quite
0: or that. Chris Godwin. If you go out... And you take the second best wide receiver off the board at 16. Does your wide receiver core become a strength? We don't know. So you're saying you no. don't know. So it's too too questionable at that point. There's there's not well, enough. and the
1: and the second best wide receiver wouldn't be there at 16.
0: So if you if you got Jalen Waddell at uh, at 16, that's not a strength in your opinion. I no. Okay. All right. Not no. until it's proven, no. And they, they, look, there's no wrong answers here. Okay, Micah yeah. Parsons, and you add him to the linebacking core. And you have Isaiah I mean, Simmons potentially, and Micah Parsons as building blocks of the future.
1: Depending on what Hassan Redick does, if they franchise tag Hassan Redick like we think they're going to, and they bring back um, a couple – they bring back um, – God. Devondre? What, what the hell is he? Campbell? Well, they bring back Devondre Campbell um, – if they keep the rec- the the linebacker core from last year at the end of the season, and you bring in Micah Parkins as uh, Parsons as an edge rusher, yes, I think that would be a strength.
0: Okay, all right, we're just going through a couple of them, and then um uh, yeah. and then as far as the cornerback position, they re-signed Patrick Peterson, mm-hmm. and they draft a corner at sixteen, probably the third best corner.
1: I mean, cornerbacks are like wide receivers; you don't know until they play.
0: Yeah. No, I don't I don't no, screw no. that. So I so
1: I would say no, but that's again after free agency. So it's it'll be clearer with what they need, you'd think, after free agency, even though they don't have as much money to spend as some of the other teams in the NFL. It's
0: Lockdown Cardinals, part of your Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day streaming live on StreamYard. You can find the link to that on Alex's Twitter at Clancy's Corner at Lockdown A Z Cards. And also on mine, I retweeted it at Bob Rack. You can find it, is it streaming it on our Facebook page as well? No. It's not. Okay. Perfect. It is not. <laughs> I'm glad perfect. I didn't say it was. Stop you there. But uh yeah, also you can find this where you find your find your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Stitcher. It's all over the place. Subscribe, follow along. We appreciate it. Coming up next, the uh we're gonna get into the online spreads, the odds, which ones we like. Immortal lock. Does Alex have one? And then some of the fun stuff as well. It's all coming up. It's locked on Cardinals. And those uh those those odds they are pretty much nearly set in stone. Are you ready for the big game? Are you ready to uh, maybe throw down some cash on this on the on the big one? I know I am. You got to start to build that stack for the March Madness that's coming up in about a month. There's only one place that we trust and it has it covered. It's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and you don't even have to use your own money to make your first bet. Use the promo code Locked On one word, and you'll get your fifty percent welcome bonus. That means if you put in fifty bucks, you'll get twenty five dollars for free to play around with NFL games. Of course, you have got the one remaining. You've got college basketball. You've got NHL. You've got the NBA. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in the action, and don't forget to use the promo code Locked On. You put in a hundred bucks, you'll get fifty bucks just for free to bet on whatever you want and it's going to be your welcome bonus. First deposit, betonline.ag. It's the only place we trust to bet online because they're your sports book experts. All right, getting into this uh, Super Bowl. Bruce Arians, he's got the whole army of former Arizona Cardinals along with him. We talked about it on Thursday's podcast. I I think that I expressed that I'm, I'm rooting for B.A. Is that fair? I don't have any, like... Sure ill will for B.A. I I hope that uh, he's a guy that paid his dues and uh, also I guess we've got some messages as well to get to in this segment but I I just don't I I would love to see B.A. host the Lombardi Trophy you know I'm I'm listening to Tom Brady say that he wants to play even potentially beyond 45 so the riding off in the sunset I guess that scenario is gone but for B.A. could be very real
1: yeah um, (laughs) Bruce Arians God love him, you know? I mean, obviously you want to see him win. He's a fun-loving dude. Like, he, he's, he deserves it, okay? Especially in this situation. You're playing at home. You have Tom Brady. You're riding the coattails, whatever. We talked yesterday. It's like, give Tommy the playbook. B.A., you've proven to everybody across the landscape of the NFL that you are a more than capable coordinator and head coach. Let Tommy take this one over. You know, it's like the last Super Bowl that, that Peyton Manning won. His arm was a noodle. He was throwing with, like, his elbow. I mean, he couldn't throw a spiral. Um, they won a Super Bowl. Let That'll be like B.A. on Sunday if they win, but it doesn't matter. It all counts the same. And, and yeah, listen, if he wins, I don't know because it could be Tom Brady signing a two-year extension. Like, this, we're getting into the silly season with Tom Brady and how long he could play. And if he looks old and they win, if he looks old and he throws for 180 yards – a touchdown and two picks, which is most likely not going to happen because he's going to have to roll the ball a lot to stay in the game, B.A. might just, you know, head his baby like, I'm out. This was fun, I'm out. Brady, there was something that went into my head momentarily. Like, if they win and they win by, like, 10, he may just say, "Might drop, I'm out. I just, I think he loves the game too much to leave. And it's the question about Bruce Arians, how much does he love coaching at this point in his, in his career? How much does he love it? Does he love Florida? Does he want to coach Tommy one more time and run it back regardless of what happens? Who knows? I mean, we'd love to see him back. He's always great for a soundbite. And uh, yeah, obviously you're rooting for, for BA from afar.
0: Yeah, I was curious if there is a prop bet like if Tampa Bay does win, how many expletives does Bruce Arians let fly in the postgame? <laughs> you know, like when they're out there on the field and they're celebrating it. I, I guarantee you Bruce Arians just lets it fly. That, that in itself would be the price of, of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' Winning the game. But there's there's they're gonna have to play a perfect game. Like Tom Brady can't throw three picks again. And right. the defense has to play as well as it's played all postseason long. Like we're gonna have to see big time plays from Devin White and uh in you know, those the, the defensive secondary that's kind of uh developed and transformed throughout this season. Todd Bowles is gonna have to just mix up the blitzes and we know he's capable of doing that, but at the same same token, as good as you know they can look, they can look just as bad. Because Patrick Mahomes is just that's that's his forte. He makes opposing defenses yes. just look foolish a lot of times. Yeah,
1: I mean it's interesting because you're looking at four of the last five important games Patrick Mahomes has played. They've gone down two scores <laughs> at some point in the game. So they were down nine nothing against the Bills uh, last year. They were down twenty four nothing I think. Yeah, to the against, Texans uh, against Houston. Down seventeen nothing against Tennessee, and then uh, the Super Bowl they were down ten points going to the fourth quarter. So. On top of that, Tom Brady hasn't scored a touchdown in the first quarter in his Super Bowl career, so something's got to give. And Tampa Bay cannot play from behind all game. This, is have, this has to be a close game throughout if Tampa Bay wants to win. And no, obviously no lead is safe with Patrick Mahomes, et cetera, regardless of how unhealthy their offensive line is. Uh, one of the prop bets, as we're going to get into it, is looking at his, his rushing yards is right around 19, I believe. Mm-hmm. And that is a very seductive number <laughs> with how how much he's going to be living outside of the pocket. And you don't want him to run. He was hobbled. Uh, as you mentioned, Chad he had to come in um, when, when he had the little the boo-boo on his head. Yeah. Uh, but that's going to be a seductive number, among other things. What are some of your favorites going into, going into the weekend?
0: Because I've got a couple. Well, I mean, one you just threw out there is that Tom Brady's not going to score the first touchdown, right? I mean, that's in the first quarter. Is that what you said? Yeah, I mean, if he hasn't scored a touchdown. They haven't scored a touchdown in his first nine Super Bowls. Wow, that's maybe so
1: taking the under in the first quarter. I don't do like I don't I, I don't even know that's not in my headspace to do. But I mean, it would lend to think that Kansas City would have to lead the charge there in the first quarter. If you wanted to wager that. Yeah. Because Tom Brady, I mean, and who knows? I mean, maybe the tenth time is a charm.
0: The ones I that really intrigue me are the the MVPs. Like you you have your your guys that you know, like Brady, Mahomes, but then I see guys like Kelsey and Tyree Kill who are the beneficiary mm-hmm. of Patrick Mahomes uh. being so good. And they're like, they have some really Hot, like I think I was at. Uh, I have to bring it up here. I thought it was like thirty two hundred or something like that for those guys to win the Super Bowl MVP. Oh, is no, I'm sorry. It's twelve plus twelve hundred for Kelsey and Tyree Kill to win the Super Bowl MVP. And I think that's that that that's worthy of taking a flyer. Like like I said, it's not put a bunch of money on it. Why not? I mean, unless you know they don't want Tyree Hill saying, "Hey, I'm going to Disney World after he wins the MVP." That that could be, and that's very real. That's a very good big potential that they don't want somebody who's not known, you know, who's known for his off the field antics to not be the MVP. But Kelsey could absolutely take this one down.
1: Well, yeah, because Kelsey's going to get the targets, and you know he's going to he's going to get the receptions unless Todd Bowles can kind of uh, can kind of envelop him. Uh, Deion Branch had 11 receptions for 133 yards in his Super Bowl MVP campaign, and that's what it's going to take for it not to be the quarterback. And then you, and then defensively, like, yeah, it's a lot of matchups have like potential, like, you have your Desmond Howard potential, like, Teron Matthews 50 to one, he'd have to have two picks with a pick six, like, he would have to go over the top for it to happen because of how top heavy. The skill positions are at quarterback with Mahomes and Brady. You have to have, especially if Tampa Bay wins, something magical has to happen for Tom Brady not to get it. And Patrick Mahomes, people are starting to take him for granted, you know, with Jordan and LeBron, things like that, where it's like, you're what he does isn't easy. Right. He just makes it look easy, but he won't get the benefit of the doubt if Travis Kelsey has 10 catches for 150 and two touchdowns. He's going to win a Super Bowl MVP. I would take Travis Kelsey over Tyreek Hill because the receptions will be there for Kelsey. He's going to get a boatload. And, Kel- and Tyreek Hill could have four catches for 200 yards – but that may not necessarily warrant it when Kelsey could have 11 for 170 and two touchdowns. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I mean, there's some fun prop bets. I I, I'm going to tell you right now, I think the smartest bet probably is the chiefs minus three.
1: And I'm, I'm taking Tampa Bay. I'm taking Tampa Bay plus three and I'm taking the under. And it's like, it's not fun. 55 and a half. Yeah. between 55 and a half and 56 and a half. um, I'm taking the under not only for the chance of rain, and both these guys can play into elements, it doesn't really matter, but there's a 50% chance of rain that day. It's supposed to clear up a little bit by game time as of now, but who knows, Tampa Bay. The worst is taking the over, and then there being torrential downpour, and it's like uh, you know uh, the longest yard out there, and you're slipping and sliding, the new version of the longest yard, slipping and sliding, and no points are being scored. But I think, like, Tampa Bay, you can get upwards of three and a half. And I just feel like it's going to be tight. It's going to be tight. Because it's Tom Brady, and Tom Brady, above all else, knows how to take the air out of the ball and keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. The quick scoring thing for Brady, you probably see a handful of down-the-field throws, but it's going to be meticulous. It's going to be taking the play clock down to 2 or 1 starting at the beginning of the game to keep the new-age version of himself off the field.
0: I think it's just... uh... There there was the one stat in their last I think ten games that and this was going into the Cleveland divisional round for the Chiefs where they were like 0 and nine and cover against the spread. But down the stretch they were playing bad teams. The the spread was inflated. It was huge. In a lot of times they were double digit favorites. Sure. You're starting to see like as the the competition gets better that the Chiefs aren't as big of favorites and then they're starting to cover again. And I just think that – I mean, we think of last year's Super Bowl, Super Bowl 54 between the Niners and the Chiefs as a tight contest, and the Chiefs won by 11. So I just think it could still be a good game, and you could still think that it's in the balance in the fourth quarter, and here you go. You know, the Chiefs, I mean, they could sneeze, and they can cover a three-point spread.
1: Sure. And a a couple of my favorites uh, before we get out of here for the odds, they are Rob Gronkowski-centric.
0: You love gronkowski so.
1: I, well, I love Gronk today. I loved him during the playoff, the NFC championship game. And again, in big games against Kansas City, Gronk shows up towards the tail end of games. So, this was the AFC championship game when the D Ford AFC championship game, where he went off sides. Gronk caught two gigantic balls on third and fourth down, down the stretch, down the field. He had one catch against Green Bay. It was a 30-plus-yard tight end screen scamper down the right side of the field that pretty much locked that game up for the, for the, uh, for the Bucks. And the two odds that I like are first touchdown scorer, Gronkowski 16-1. to 1. So it's juicy enough, and if you get any – it doesn't matter if it's a red zone thing where it'd most likely be Mike Evans because that's Tom Brady's favorite target in the red zone. A lot of two catches for two touchdown games we saw this year for Mike Evans, something close to that. Gronkowski can catch between the 20s. He can run over a safety and go nuts just because he's not as fast as he once was doesn't mean he can't get across the end zone anywhere from catching anywhere on the field. So 16 to 1 and then the anytime score is 2 to 1. And then receiving yards over under 30 and a half. I mean I think that he's not going to have 7 catches for 160 in a, you know and two touchdowns, but look for Gronk to supersede Cameron Brait all of his targets. This is somebody that he trusts, that Tom Brady trusts, has for a decade, and we'll see it on Sunday.
0: I was shocked when I saw that the Gronk and Travis Kelsey are the same age. They're both 31 yeah. years old. I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought that Kelsey yeah. was a few years younger. But, uh, yeah, the best couple of the best tight ends in the league. Once again, playing on the biggest stage. Last year, it was Kelsey, George Kittle. This year, Gronk, Kelsey... Still, a position that the Arizona Cardinals will not invest in. Right, let's see what, uh, let's run it back with Dan Arnold for a third season. It's locked on Cardinals, part of your locked on podcast network. Those are your betonline.ag smart bets from Bo Brock, Alex Clancy. Once we talk to you Monday, the Super Bowl is going to be, you know, the 2021 season is going to be, or 2020, I'm sorry, regular season. It's going to be in the rearview mirror. We're really going to start to ramp up this offseason chatter. We're going to talk draft. We're going to get some draft analysts on this podcast. We're going to get some, uh, some insiders, some more Cardinals insiders, more discussions with Josh Weinfuss, and some crossover podcasts with some other Arizona Cardinals talkers. Looking forward to all of that and more of this. We're going to be talking to you live on video. That's going to be what every Friday, Alex.
1: Yeah, if not, we, we'll probably start doing it every day at some point. Yeah, we're just going to test it. out, will get the kinks out, and once we've uh, perfected it, we'll we'll be doing it every day.
0: Okay, so start showering then. That would be okay. great for everybody. Got it. Were on. you up and four to do
1: a radio show today,
0: Bo? I wasn't. To put
1: your just for men in, no?
0: No. Come well, on. You don't need just for men here, okay? <laughs> you wish you had uh, this like little rogue hair right there. That's how bad you want it. <laughs> it's, it's locked on Cardinals. We got more great content head of your Head of your way. Enjoy your Super Bowl parties or however you're gonna watch the big game. Hopefully you make some money, and we will talk to you with a full recap. Come Monday, it's Lockdown Cardinals. Follow us on Twitter, at cards, at Clancy's Corner, and at Bob Rack.